Hello, and welcome to Create, Connect, Communicate, the EMG podcast. My name is Michelle Ponto, and I'm the content strategist here at EMG. And today, my podcast guest is Michelle Kant. Michelle is an SEO optimization expert, or SEO for short. He's uh, been working with SEO since the early 2000s and was head of SEO for Staples for the EMEA region. He's now the owner of Reading Rooster, a digital marketing research company, and he's one of the consultants we use here at EMG when needing SEO guidance or in-depth digital market research. Welcome to our podcast, Michelle. Hello. Thank you for having me. And we're glad that you can join because a lot of our clients have been asking about SEO. So I want to start with the basics. What is it? That's a, that's a good question to start off with, of course. What is SEO? What is not SEO? Most people know SEO from the Google rankings these days. And some might also think that everything what you see in Google is SEO. But to be very clear about that at the beginning, in most search terms, you actually see some paid media results. And then under it, you see the SEO results. And technically in Google or in any search engine, the SEO results are the results that the search engine itself has found on the web to be most relevant to the question that you asked. Okay. So SEO, we know it isn't new. Obviously you've been doing it for 20 years. It's probably been around since Google has started because um, I'm sure they already had some sort of search engine things happening way back then. Yeah. But this year with a lot of people relying on online tools connect, I'm seeing it come up more and more in conversations when we're talking to our clients. Why is now a good time for B2B companies to relook at their SEO strategy or even develop a strategy if they haven't got one? Yes. That's a question I get asked a lot, especially this year. It seems to be the question of, I think we should start with SEO today. And I've done a little bit of research on the topic itself to see what the market is saying about this. And it's actually very interesting. From my point of view, the world has changed. No question about that. But SEO has not changed that much. It's still a channel that returns with compounding effect. You don't invest once in SEO. You keep building on what you invest in. And that hasn't changed over time. COVID didn't change that. Time hasn't changed that. It's something that is the reason for SEO to be, or it's actually the reason to be doing SEO instead of other, or at least next to other marketing channels. If you compare that, for example, with paid media, where you invest once and then uh, when the visitor's in, your money's gone. When you go into SEO and you do anything brand related or copy related or authority PR related, that changes, right? It's something that you can build on over time. So why are people really wanting to do it now? This sounds like it should have been something that's just part of the marketing plan all the time. Why is this year the year yeah. that people are stopping this to think about, I think we need to really boost up our SEO? That's a realization for sure, that when they now all of a sudden turn off paid media, all the traffic is gone. And that having invested in a brand, having invested in really good content, having invested in social visibility for the right customers is something that may not have had the concentration that it required from an organization. And especially when you think about SEO, it requires you to have a very long breath in the beginning before you really start to see results. That's something that I guess a lot of organizations have not been willing to invest in yet. But now having that realization of we have to turn off paid media because nobody's buying anything, for example, then boom, all traffic is gone, right? If now we had SEO as a channel and we had invested in it, 
at least we would still be working on getting traffic on our brand, if it makes sense, of course, today. Not everything would have been fallen like completely to zero. Do you think part of it could also be that things are very siloed in the past? For example, you talk about paid media, yeah. which probably was the communications team, and then SEO was probably the web team, and they weren't really thinking together on how SEO is not just for the web, but it's also part of the communications plan. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If you take COVID out of the equation and you ask why SEO now, I think it's because organizations get more mature with their marketing and and they start to look at it more holistically. In general, B2B has always been a little bit behind B2C in catching up with what is the fancy thing to do in marketing these days. And where in B2C, you could already see these steps being made early in this decade, even early in the previous decade, I technically have to say, where SEO became more and more part of the brand strategy. It's part of something that can even spin up the paid media where you start doing the market research and you know which markets you want to tackle first. And then you first start with paid media in there and with social media in there and you build around that foundation. I think that's something that in B2B is now being caught up on. And of course, let's say in the last five years, that's really starting to grow faster. It, it sounds like the communications team or the marketing team really does need to communicate a little bit differently to the web team, especially if the SEO needs to complement their campaigns or the audience that they want to reach, mm-hmm. not yes. just what they thought needed to be reached when the website was first created. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this is part of that, that I don't know if it's an English word, maturization, where the organizations just get a better understanding in general of how to deal and how to handle digital. Part of this is that the silos are slowly starting to be broken down or people are at least starting to collaborate between these internal organizations. This is also when SEO starts to come into the picture because it's very difficult for a marketeer. Let's say you come in uh, from a consulting background and you start working in the chemicals industry and all of a sudden, you are being tasked with creating copy on super difficult subjects for you that you have not gone for school to, you know, you didn't study for it or you didn't work with it even. By breaking these internal barriers and really working with the people who are the specialists or who are the writers within the organization, in the communication teams, you get to start to combine all of this knowledge. So the marketeer can come in and say, wait a minute, I can do my market research and I can see that the market in in this specific segment, business segment is so big, we're only taking a small chunk of that uh, market share. If we could just create copy that is written by somebody who's a specialist, we can get so much more traction with the people who are reading this because they can recognize it and the language is more similar. So that is something that breaking down these silos is uh, really helping with. So when it comes to SEO, it sounds like it's not just the website that they need to be thinking about. They need to be thinking about all the content that they're writing. And why is that? Why is all the content important? Mm -hmm. Well, you just mentioned, uh, if I can take it one small step back, is that uh, it's not only an IT. You just mentioned IT, right? And it's not Mm -hmm. only an IT development thing anymore, SEO. I should technically go back over the last two decades on how SEO has evolved just to to be able to show and, and, and illustrate all of the changes that we as marketeers have gone through and why it is now impacting uh, these other channels or these other organizations within the business. 
if you let SEO only be managed in the IT slash web department, you're technically only touching on one small element within the whole playing field of what is SEO. And without getting into many details, SEO consists of a couple of standardized subjects. One is content, one is technology, one is authority. You could say like very simplified PR. There is more to it, but PR is a very important aspect of it. And I know 2020, it's also absolutely user experience that is important here. Mobile is important. All of these aspects together will help you achieve good SEO results. It, it, you can already see from that illustration, if you only put it in IT, you're going to miss content, you're going to miss PR, you're going to miss user experience, although you might tackle it a little bit. But IT used to be, and I'm talking about in the last two decades, in the beginning, especially first decade, like from zeros to 2010, technology was the reason you would do SEO. You would be able to fool Google quite easily, even with some random copy on your website, you could rank for that random copy. These days, during the last decade, for example, with machine learning doing its, in, its introduction, Google's algorithms have been becoming so much smarter that it's so much more about this, this holistic view of all of these items that IT simply becomes a means to an end. If Google cannot crawl your website, so it cannot visit your website, your amazing content will not be found by Google. Google cannot interpret it. If your website can be crawled amazingly, but your content is not good, nobody will want to read it because nobody will care. If your content is amazing, your technique is amazing, uh, but your website has no authority, so nobody's talking about it, nobody's using it in their own blog post, nobody is referencing to it online, nobody's basically vote for your copy, then Google's also going to find it less intriguing, especially within your market. If you get less links, for example, less votes from other websites than your competitors are, that's something that Google all takes into consideration. And Google even uh, announced not so long ago that in the middle of next year or summer of next year, it's going to take site performance into consideration when it's going to put your website uh, when it's going to rank your website. So that means that if your website is slower than your competitors' websites, that's going to affect how you rank in this SEO results. So again, if your copy is then amazing, if your website is technically very sound, uh, you have even some, some, some good links going to your website, you're a well-known brand, but if your user experience is very poor compared to the market, you might not get everything out of it. Is something that you would have if you would also have the, the site performance in order. So to answer your question very concretely, SEO is absolutely no longer successful because of IT. IT is that means to an end, right? Mm -hmm. And just like content, user experience and PR. And SEO really is about doing all of these things right based on the insights that you can get out of the market from doing the proper research. If you also do it for the right audience, it's going to have an even uh, better effect, of course. Okay, so a lot of this content that the marketeers have been doing, like they've been doing blogs, they've been doing uh, social media posts, writing press releases, putting all this stuff all up, 
But mm -hmm. if they're not putting all the pieces together by making sure it does have SEO added to it, that their website has good performance, then it might not be giving them the impact that they want. Everything needs to be working together. What about Google Ads? Yes, also needs to work together. So when, when we talk about SEO or search, I would rather talk about in general, there's synergy to be had when you work with Google Ads and SEO. Mm -hmm. Look at it from a search strategy perspective. Let's even look at it from a customer's search perspective. You go into Google, you search for something, right? You see those paid results, but you also see the SEO, the organic results. Still, most people tend to click on the organic results. There's lots of data about that on the web. But if 100 people search for the word mouse in Google, they will all see advertising and SEO. Let's say... 60% of those people click on SEO and 40% of those people click on the paid media. Mm -hmm. If you're there in SEO, you get some of that 60%. If you're also there on paid media, you can also get some of that 40%. So you can technically drive more traffic. So it's not really a question, should we do one or should we do the other? It's more a question of how can we, what's the best way of letting these two work together so that we can capitalize on market share so that we can get most traffic of the market to our website, which is also a bit of a different topic, but market share versus keyword rankings, because market share can be impacted by multiple keyword rankings. So you're also less volatile depending on which keyword you rank for. Mm -hmm. And if you then add SEA, so Google ads in that mix, you can technically just increase the quality of, uh, of traffic that can come to your website. On the side of that, paid media is also a great way of testing some hypothesis before spending weeks on optimizing your website for SEO. Because getting content right, getting uh, PR right, you know, all of these links pointing to your website, creating new pages on your website, maybe creating interactive things on your website, that all takes time. And it all takes time for Google to index that properly. If you can have those pages ready to a certain degree and then test it with certain keywords in paid media, you can already see if those clicks result in the proper, in the proper yeah, leads, for example, like in the, in the proper conversions that you're trying to achieve with these pages. If a test that you do with paid media costs you maybe thousand euros or maybe 2000 euros, and you can see that it's not a success because people don't convert in the way that you expect them to, you can first solve that problem before spending all your money on optimizing everything to get good mm -hmm. SEO results and then finding that uh, the page doesn't convert the way you want, right? So that is also a very nice way of doing testing, for example, and, 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 and make sure that when you start to commit to SEO projects that you also know that they are most likely to convert in the way that you want them to convert. Okay. These are just examples, right? There's it's all about that synergy that you can create while tackling both of them. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about using Google Ads as a test, but that would make sense. Like, as you mentioned, the mouse example, if I was busy paying writers to write the word mouse over my website and I find out later that people actually just want the word rodent, I made a big mistake. I would have to go back and do it again. Or I might exactly. not even know why it did, it's not working because I didn't do the, the Google Ad test. Yeah, or you can even do some A-B testing then, right? You can really take it to the, it's, it's 
it's faster paid media, right? Ads mm -hmm. is faster. You have a little bit more control over when you get what amount of traffic. And whereas with SEO, you're a little bit more in the hands of Google or any of the search engine that you're working on. And this way you get to, to tweak the page at least before you really go all in on the SEO stuff. Okay, that makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about the strategy. Say I haven't thought about SEO at all, really. I've just left it for my IT team to take care of. And my goals are now I want to drive leads to my website. I want conversions. What would you tell me to do or how would we work together to get this going? Yes, that, that, that's a good question. Where, where do you start you know, when, you, when you think about SEO? Yeah. Well, there's many people talking about SEO. Um, most conversations when you talk about SEO are very tactically oriented. Like, okay, what is the latest thing that we can do to get this page ranking? You know, any, anywhere within those elements that I just mentioned uh, between content to, to user experience. But when you think about an SEO strategy, it's much more about the why we need to do SEO as a business versus which tactics do we need to invest in. And for that, I always work with three steps. And it starts with market research. First, get an understanding of the market. Gather data specifically to your niche, to your market that you're in, that you can then group on the business level. So if you have certain segments that you're operating within, you make sure that you get insights in how much is search used within those segments. Very often you speak to clients in B2B specifically that think that SEO is not something that their target audience uses. And then I can come back and I can do this research just to see if SEO is something to invest in. It's just a one-time thing. And then you can literally see that, that oh, wait a minute, there's 10,000 searches a month to our market, our segments, our four or five segments that we operate within. All of a sudden that becomes interesting because one lead can maybe return or one sale can potentially deliver millions of euros, right? It, it depends on your market. So if there's 10,000 people searching, if you can get, you know, even 10% of that to your website and then a 2% conversion rate times a couple of million, yeah, you can do the math. It starts mm -hmm. to add up. You can then also very clearly see who is the market leader. So who gets most traffic to their website versus yourself. Maybe you are the market leader. Maybe you're not. It's not the first, would not be the first time that I am doing this somewhere where I'm working for a market leader and then in SEO, it's uh, very small local players that just are winning because they're, you know, they have niches that they can focus on and they, and they have actually invested in SEO. You've also very often businesses look at four or five competitors, but don't forget that in SEO, there is thousands of websites playing for the same keywords. Mm -hmm. So that also means that you can have hundreds of companies or thousands of companies that could eat away from your market share there. It doesn't have to be one or two big guys that own it all. And that is usually where uh, the conversation gets very interesting because when you can show this and what a next step would be is to figure out, well, first of all, you then know if you should do SEO or not. Like if, this, if the results come back that there's almost no searches going on in your market, you could put the budget somewhere else. You don't have to invest too much in SEO, maybe cover off some basics, do a little bit of a minimum execution strategy just to make sure that what is out there, at least you get that. Yeah. But if you do see that there's lots of volumes and that there's a lot going on, that if you can catch a little bit of that and turn that into good sales, 
it's, it's worth to start formulating the strategy on, okay, how can we actually grow our market share? And you do that by analyzing the competition in each business segment, because you will see that every business segment will have very different comp- competitors. Of mm-hmm. course, there will be a couple of overarching, bigger competition that you on a business level know, but all these niche players that are in there, they are the really interesting ones because you can really learn from them on what they're doing really good. And by analyzing markets like that, you could also find out like, okay, where are the gaps? It's a proper SWOT analysis and a gap analysis. You just figure out what is what are the weaknesses, uh, what are the strengths, what are our strengths, and then slowly but steadily you're you're starting to formulate a plan of attack. I call it on what are the actions that we should be doing in order to to grow our market share and in which business segment are the biggest opportunities, and also in which business segment do we believe that we can get the fastest SEO growth. Mm-hmm. And this is also interesting. Very often when you talk about SEO. It's indeed something that is being done, but you need to align it with the business strategy. If the business strategy is segment A is our 2021 focus, but in SEO, you can see that segment B is actually something that you can grow in much faster. You could work together and decide, okay, should we actually go for segment A and SEO as well? That's going to be a super difficult one to grow in. It's going to take us a lot more time to show success. Or should we then still stick with it because it's actually the business strategy for 2021? So by doing this, you can also feed that business strategy. You could also say like, hey, you're focusing on segment A, but actually segment B is something that we can get a lot more speed and growth. And the market is so big there and we're only capturing a a small amount of this. You know, would it be worth considering also focusing on that in Q1 for 2021 with Mm -hmm. the business so that we can create also synergy between all the work that we're doing. So all of a sudden SEO data can also turn into business insights. And then the last step would be more or less your organizational design. So how are we going to implement this? Who's going to be doing what? What are the investments that we're going to have to do? And the good thing about SEO, most of it can be put in CapEx because it's an investment. So you will create the copy now, you will create the technology that you need now, and you're going to be using that for the next years to come. It's not like paid media where you're going to invest the money and it's gone as soon as somebody clicks on your link. That was your benefit. No, if you invest in technique, if you invest in content, if you invest in in, in PR in the right way, that's going to have a compounding effect on SEO that you're going to reap benefits from for a long time. And this, all of this together really is how you tackle uh, an SEO strategy. So it's really from the why behind the what we're going to do and then the how are we going to do it. And that's also an important question to ask yourself then, right? Do you actually know how big your market is in search? And do you know what is left on the table in market share? You know, what can we still gain here? Yeah. Have you come across issues, because as you mentioned, the silos are breaking down with budget issues. Like for example, Mm -hmm. the budget for SEO might lie with the web team and not with the communications team and the communications team might see the need for it, but it's just not something that is in their budget. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a difficult question. That has a difference, an easy question with a difficult answer. The way I would approach it is to just create, like if you would go completely tactical and, and, and start need to start implementing something, you can start creating some small cases. Even within these elements of SEO, you can uh, 
create successes that reflect on an SEO base. Of course, if you're in a communication team and you're going to try to do some keyword research, for example, find some keywords that you can write copy for, create a success based on 10 keywords to show that if you put focus in this, that you can actually accomplish something that returns relatively fast. If your website is not crawlable by Google, then that's never going to work, right? So there are a couple of, you know, minimum requirements, even if you're not, if you don't have a budget for it. What I would always suggest to do is try to speak business level language, and that is revenue, revenue, and revenue, and make that calculation. So get an understanding of the market and show why SEO is a relevant channel for your business. And then start to explain a little bit of theory when you're doing this on why it's important that communications team works together with the IT team and that somebody, no matter where that person is sitting, should have a look overarching over, or should at least be able to, to use and leverage uh, these different specialists within these different teams. Because individually, you're all pretty strong, but you're not as strong as when you form a team, mm -hmm. even if that requires you to cross borders, right? Yes. Internally. Yeah. But I think that that always comes back to business language and SEO usually is very difficult to speak in a business language. But if you can go and get an understanding of how big the market is and how your business is doing right now, then you can start calculating the business value that is left on the table. Of course, a little bit based on assumptions, but you know, no business case got ever built without assumptions somewhere. So you'll just have to go with that take it to the next level and start putting people together to start to see that this is a relevant thing to do if you start working together. Okay. We're getting close to running out of time, but I do have one more question for you. Sure. You talked a little bit about how, you know, you analyze the market, you figure out what people are talking about, what's being searched. Is this something that people should do on an ongoing basis? Because does the market mm -hmm. conversations change? Is SEO strategy something that should be ongoing or is it something they can do they should do once what would you recommend i would like to answer it within one sentence seo is and requires an ongoing strategy and execution and there's three reasons for that the world is constantly changing right this is something that you have to keep up with and the number one reason your business is changing what is good in february 2020 is no longer valid at the end of march 2020 <laughs> right this also impacts your search strategy. You know, your business can, get, can sell a certain part of itself. It can buy or acquire other businesses. All of this stuff has impact on your search strategy somehow. Sometimes you need to implement that immediately. Sometimes it can take some time, but it should be integrated into your search strategy. Number two, your competition is changing. If they do have an SEO strategy in place that they continue to work on, they will either stay or become market leader in SEO. And don't forget, that actually means that they would be able to influence your customers during their buying cycles, right? This is very important to realize. We're not ranking in SEO because we need to rank in SEO because we know people do search. No, our customers and the people who buy your solution and even their influencers, they use search to acquire information, to become more knowledgeable about a certain topic and to find solutions that fit their specific need that they're looking for in a solution. 
if you're not going to be there and your competitors are always going to be there, guess who would show up in their internal meetings all the time over and over? You know, it's certainly not you. Yeah. And then the last thing is that Google is changing all the time. The 3rd of December, they announced a core algorithm update. And this is not something that happens. Okay, a core algorithm update that big that Google pre-announces or announces on the day itself, that happens like two or three times a year. But Google is implementing changes daily, right? Pretty much every time you're searching in Google, Google is running an A-B test on you, like literally on every search you do. Every single vertical gets impacted differently by all of these changes that Google implements and gets treated differently by Google. It's similar across borders and languages. Google works different everywhere in the world, a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So the world is constantly changing and you need to keep up with this. And if you don't have somebody considering an SEO strategy overarching and analyzing the market all the time and knowing what's going on, and it can either be you or your organization internally or an agency, but somebody needs to be on top of this to at least on a quarterly base, create more or less the planning for the next quarter and the actions and the things that you need to work on. Because it also takes a little bit of time before you see the effect on that in Google. So you kind of need to plan it like that. And if you leave it only at IT, you do it once a year and you never do research, you're just shooting uh, in the dark. And that is not really a digital marketing strategy at all, right? Let alone being in an SEO strategy is that's doing work, but that's not, you need to be effective and efficient and you need to know why you're doing things and, and why you're investing money in SEO and in why you're investing money in a specific market that you're active in and why are you investing it in copy and not in PR and not in IT, right? These are all questions that you have to ask yourself constantly. No, that's true. And it, it sounds also that it's not just knowing your own customer, but knowing what the market is looking for, mm -hmm. knowing what your competition is doing, where they're winning, where their weaknesses are, the niches yes. that you, you can excel in. So it's a very interesting and complicated expertise that you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very fun one to just to, like that moment when you do that first research and you'd start presenting on it. I think that's the best moment of a new collaboration because you almost always know the surprise management there in, in how much search is being used in their specific market. And because it's, it's something that we tend to forget. We always speak about, yeah, this business is our client, that business is our client, but every business before it becomes a client or is a prospect, they have buying cycles that they go through. And these buying cycles, there are people inside of those buying cycles. People are making the discussions internally. People are making eventually the decision on which solution to buy. And these people that have that power, they have influences around them in their teams. And everybody in the end, like all our prospects and clients, what I'm trying to say here is they're people. And these people need information and everybody in your personal life, but also in your business life tends to go to a search engine for that. Google, YouTube, doesn't matter. You search for information that can help you in convincing other people that a solution that you need is, you know, in favor for the business. So that's why you need to be part of that search journey of all of these different people as a B2B organization. And therefore, I would also say that SEO for B2B is a little bit more complex than it is for B2C because you need to influence all these different stakeholders on the client side. 
I think you summed it up pretty good. That's I was going to come up with my own conclusion. I'm thinking that Michelle's got it. So it's there. <laughs> and I know we only touched on a few of the important reasons why taking a fresh look at your SEO strategy is important. But if anyone listening has other questions and you want to learn more, either reach out to us at EMG or to Michelle directly. You can find them on LinkedIn or via the readingrooster.com website. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. This was very insightful. Thank you very much for having me, Michelle. And for those of you listening, don't forget to tune in again next month for another exciting Create, Connect, Communicate podcast. Until then, have a great day. Mm -hmm.